Do it, Greg. Hit record. The Ghostbusters are going to this funeral, it looks like. <laughs> Did you see the Ecto? It looked like an Ecto-1. Rewind it a little bit. Dude, I found one online right now because it's a Cadillac uh, Meteor. And, you know, they only made 35 of those cars. Ooh, ever? Ever. And I found one for sale in Illinois for $19,000, which I was like immediately like, I think I can make that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Yo, I are you saying you're going to build that? I don't have $19,000, but like that seems doable. Yeah. It's not like sixty thousand right. or something, which it's probably worth more, especially if you got it all done up. Right, and it was like in really great shape too. You per- make it all perfect. You don't think Greg's gonna want that thing? Oh, you see see it if it'll pull there. up here. I'm coming yeah, to your Nineteen house. grand. Look at that thing. Oh yeah, like in amazing shape. Let me look up this fucking intro thing here. Oh, I didn't write an uh, intro for this episode. The Perfect. year was 1996. Uh, the movie was thinner. <laughs> the writer, Shit. Stephen King, who I've heard fucks. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'll try to make one up. Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about thinner. <laughs> what year did it come out? Usually you say 1996 okay. is thinner. This episode we're talking about 1996 Thinner. It's the story of a obese lawyer who gets cursed after running over a gypsy with his car while his wife gives him a blowjob. <laughs> that well, you weren't complaining when I was... <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. He hates her. That was a wonderful freestyle intro, Greg. I mean, right? Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, hey, I mean, before we get into this, I guess, like, uh, what's going on for everyone here? Nothing. You have oh. nothing going on in your life? <laughs> what about you, Nate? That, that's a lie, Hogan. Nate, I heard you said you wanted to tell us about something that your boy did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have found a place to work it in, but I can, I oh, can front load. <laughs> yeah. Front load's fine. We're just pal- we're catching up. We're palling around. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> oh, welcome to Pal Town. Pa- population three. Yeah. Welcome to the Pal Zone. <laughs> we, uh, well, I think first of all, you know, how I hope everyone had a good Halloween. Hell yeah. Fuck um, yeah. You know, I thought that it went really well in general. It's a fun time. And uh, I'll take it again if I can. If I could. Yeah. Maybe next year. I had one trick-or-treater. That was it. Oh, man. You got to just... I almost actually called Greg and was like, you should just walk around with us because the blocks between University and Forest, 41st and 42nd, is like old school Halloween. It's like almost every house participates. No one came to our place. There's probably like... Like Halloween, I, I drove and by. E. I didn't know if you were here because usually you sit outside. It was too fucking cold. Yeah, I guess that was pretty cold. Usually, Jill and I sit outside and we carve jack o' lanterns. Uh, and you know, you've been by with the kids, and we say, "Hey, walk on up there and get the candies." Kids are always real timid to go up because we have all yeah. the spooky sh- stuff. And uh, it was too cold, um, so we we're like, "We'll." We we left all the lights on, and we had a huge thing of candy on a table, and we bought like um. Halloween like uh, erasers and like pencils for kids too. Oh, nice. Cool. Like so there was like skulls and jack lantern erasers and pencils and a big thing of candy. And uh now you have writing utensils for the whole year. Well check this out. So I kept <laughs> peeking out and I was like, oh no one's coming by. They took all the candy and none of the pencils. Well <laughs> no, I, everything was Cheers. there. I looked outside like seven twelve, it was all there. Like nothing was gone. And then I was gonna actually ask you during this episode if you guys came by. So no so it was all there like seven twelve. And then, like, I was like, it's 8 o'clock. I guess I'll go down there and bring the stuff in. I went down at, like, 8, 10, 
it was all gone. One dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, was, I was like, I wonder if Nate and the kids came here. I'm like, fuck, there's tons of Greg, like Greg won't care. If we it take was all the this. neighbor. Yeah, we should have, or we might have actually been there after that happened because I think it, like when we rolled by, it was like eight oh three. Yeah, we did those two or three blocks, and then we had some friends move over, kind of back over, like in between Beaverdale and like MLK, somewhere kind of in that area. There's just like a bunch of neighborhood in there, and they texted us like, "Hey, there's this house giving out like five full size candy bars to every trick or treater." Nice. So we went to that. We drove over there, went to that house. Five and yeah, bars it was, of candy. It was a. It was a. Each kid got a bag. And it had a glow-in-the-dark dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Uh, five full-size candy bars. Ooh, Kit Kat, Butterfinger, Snickers. I can't remember the other two. Just baby covering Ruth. their bases. Hungry? Yeah. Why wait? It's like each kid's like, here's 10 bucks. Right. 10 bucks. But I got the impression there wasn't yeah. a ton of We get it, dude. You own shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or this is your thing. Like, right. All year, you wait for this. This is your way of giving back to the neighborhood. Some guy showed me his black label society vest and wanted to like do a get a hell yeah brother from me. <laughs> and I was like, cool man. Hey Trevor, come check this guy's jacket out. And then I walked away. You mean like he was at the front door like, whoa, ho, it was here's a candy for kids. Away. Give me a second, dude. He no, a different person. Oh, okay. It was a guy that was trick-or-treating with his family. I was hoping the guy like wasn't going to give your kids candy until yeah. you looked at his vest. You like, wanna... He's like, wait here one second. <laughs> hey mom, get out the vest. You know? <laughs> This guy looks like a heavy metal head. Do you like Zach Wild, brother? He asked if we like Slayer, and oh. Trevor had a Slayer hat on. Like, well, hell yeah, dude. It's like, yes, clearly. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not sure how it could be no with the hat that says Slayer. But yeah, uh, it was cool. It was nice uh, going out with the kids. They did bitch about the cold. As soon as you said that, it like all came back to me because it's so nice out right now. Yeah. It's hard to believe that it was that cold at that time. Uh, it's mournful 67 degrees here in uh, Des Moines, Iowa on November 15th, 2023. Stella wore a wedding dress. Oh, okay. And so was out was in Bond Rant, so it was like super windy. Wait, yeah. Stella got married on Halloween in Bond She Rant? went as the corpse bride. Oh. And yeah, super cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked about, uh, so Freddie, I get a text message. Yeah. Figured I got to find it. Okay. I forgot that it's a whole thing. Yeah. So, well, when we were just texting today. Before we record this episode, you're like, yo, I have a small window to do this. I have to get home. There's some stuff going on. And you said you're going to tell us about it. So regardless with the tale of your son. Yes. So I get a text from Emily because normally they'll call both of us. If she doesn't answer, they'll call me and vice versa. I did not receive a call. And then she sent me a screenshot of this message from my son's teacher. And I just wanted, with one of you being a parent... And one of you not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. your take on this would be? I obviously have opinions and All right. stuff. So uh, it starts out with how are we coming getting Freddie some help? Which I'm not sure what that means. I think that they want him to like make sure he doesn't have ADHD or something. Okay. To start, he's a kid, right? But <laughs> have you had this conversation? I think my wife has had this conversation. Okay. With okay. Him. Um, but I I didn't know at first. I was like, what's that even mean? Right. So moving on, it says, during our kindness week this week, he teased a student with pig pajamas saying, sizzle, sizzle, yummy bacon. Despite being asked politely to stop, and then today he called a student a pooper scooper. (laughs) (laughs) Right? When I tried to speak with him, all he could say was he didn't know why it was wrong. 
And, uh, you know, I'd been kind of stewing about it because it's like this was presented to me as though it was like a very concerning thing that happened at school. And I laughed out loud at the whole thing because it's funny. It is funny. Right. And I see why he thinks it's funny. And then, like, I was like, well, it doesn't say in here anything about, like, the student's feelings being hurt or anything. Yeah, yeah. And so, as it turns out, like, no one did complain. The teacher just overheard this, and she decided this was a problem. Okay. So, the, so there, there like was his no problem. And they're like, that's cool, dude. They're just talking to each other. And she okay. overhears it, and then it's like, it's kindness week. So... This the sizzle sizzle yummy bacon thing is somehow insulting. I don't see how it is. If you're dressed yeah. like a pig, that's what bacon's made if out of. The kids start. If it was a kid that he didn't like, or the kids start crying and complaining, teacher like like he keeps saying this and won't leave me alone. I be like, okay, that's a different story. Right. Yeah. Also, but, kindness week implies that you can be an asshole the rest of the year. Yeah. Right. Why not just be kind all the time? Sure. Yeah, dude. Be kind. <laughs> rewind. It's said on the videotapes. That's why our generation is better, dude. <laughs> Physical. You know, Netflix. It doesn't tell you to be kind. Nope. It doesn't say shit. It's just like, you ready to watch another movie? You want to yeah. watch another thing? You want to watch another thing? You're oh, you stopping. like that? Never you might stop. like this. Yeah. You're like, you don't know me. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Feeding you all this, all this shit. That doesn't seem like Frey's doing anything super crazy. No. No. So, also, Pooper Scooper, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, and in what context? <laughs> like, who knows? I don't even know what yeah. that means. I guess that's their thing. No. Like, I feel like there's such a lack of context there. Right. Like, yeah. what was it? So, yeah, I mean, I just talked to Emily some more about it before I came here. And that's when she was like, yeah, I guess no students were complaining or anything. And I mean, I want to say her name because she has such an old teacher's name. <laughs> I had an old teacher in sixth grade. Her name was Mrs. Kim. And it was like the worst teacher I ever had. Like she just never understood me. She always like wanted ever Everything was very like chalk on the board. Like this is your thing you're doing. No goofing around. It's no fun is to be yeah. had. It's just yep. And that's not who I am at all. And that's definitely not who my son is. He wants to have some fun. Fuck you. And she wants him to yeah. be like, I don't know. It just seemed like a reach. Like she doesn't have anyone to bitch about. So she's making stuff up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I go, I get home. Emily's in her college course and I'm reading Freddie this Goosebumps book. And when I was done reading oh, him yeah. his chapters, uh, I was like, so I'm not going to talk to you about what happened at school. Yeah. I just want you to know that I know. I don't want to like office space you. And he's like, what's that mean? And I'm like, you know, the TPS reports. <laughs> you know, where like your mom like, uh-huh. does it. And then I come home and do it. And he's like, I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so Man, like, that joke's going to be so funny to him in like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, dad's pretty he's, cool. I don't know where he's going to be like, got it. Oh, dad, dad's cool. T- okay. TPS reports. So yeah, like I go, but. You have to just be thinking about who who's who can hear you, yeah. like who if you're hurting someone's feelings, what's going on around you. And then I said, and that's even if it is actually funny. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what'd you say? And I'm like, I'm not gonna say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I do not want you to know that I think what you said to that kid <laughs> is funny. Because yep. then your mom will be mad at me. Because then fucking the rest of kindness week's just out the window. Oh, dude, you're gonna go in there swinging. Yeah. You shit your pants. Fuck you. <laughs> really funny. It was cool. The other day he came up and sat down next to me. He's like, it's been really cool hanging out with you, and I've been enjoying hanging out with my kids more as I realized that like, you know, that is something that's enjoyable. It can it be miserable oh, yeah, too, but you know, they like sitting down and watching a movie and stuff. So that's, 
definitely up my alley. Hey, man, I can tell you as a guy who's about to have no fucking kids in the house, enjoy that shit as long as you can. Yeah. So right before we record this, Hogan and I were eating pancakes at Perkins, and uh, he was talking about that. You know, how it's uh, it's kind of the end of an era, and he's like, it's going to be really weird. I don't know what to do. There's been so much of my time. So Right. It definitely, I think you, I think people don't anticipate it becoming a part of their identity, you know? But like, I've it's certainly so fought easy. it a bit. Yeah. It definitely, you know? <laughs> it definitely happens for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I kind of already told Greg this story, but I have to tell you now. So right before I went to Missouri to Branson, I think it's Missouri, Missouri. Yeah. I stopped at this estate sale and grabbed Hold a box. On. Wait, of, was the estate sale before or after the Trump store? Before. Check out the last episode of the Fright Zone. All right. <laughs> um, and there was like, there wasn't really anything there except there was like a box of, you know, uh, like tapes that had been pre recorded. Um, so, anyway, just last week, I finally got them out of my car and was like going through them at the shop. And I put the very first one that I put in, uh, five seconds in, my fucking grandmother was on it. No. Yes. And it was a stag film. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Tijuana, baby. Dude, immediately my grandmother was on it, and then the tape kept going, and I was like, holy shit, that's like my uncle and my aunt, my dad's aunt, my dad's uncle. a random sale you went to. Random sale, and then uh, my dad was on it. He's like 32, and my mom was like 25, you know? And it was so wild. wild. And then like, (laughs) and then I popped out of the back out of nowhere, and I'm like four years old. And my uncle's like, yep, this is Brian. He's still hard R. (laughs) <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah um but it was cool man it was like a 40 minute video and it's all the like all the old women talking about how they met their husbands and stuff like in world war ii like it's an interview it's like whoever was doing it was walking around this like family gathering and just like how'd you meet your husband you know yeah. and then each woman would like tell a story about how they met their husband huh dude totally bonkers that would have made my head explode yeah so i had to like this weekend, I'm going to see if I can try and find the house again where I got it and then, you know, do some investigative work. But you're like, driving down to Missouri it... this weekend? No, this was here in Des Moines. Oh. The estate sale was. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, uh, okay. That's still weird. Was there, still, Missouri would have been I, weird. Well, yeah, that's why I thought you meant I the I thought whole, it was right. like on the way to Missouri. Because the fact that you said that. Before. No, but then, like, um, I took it over to my mom and dad's house and even they thought it was weird. Like, they remembered that party or that, you know, like summer party. But they couldn't for the life of me. I was like trying to describe where the house was, and like they had no idea who was doing the interview. Why the fuck this person would even Did have? Did you this play tape. them some of it? <sighs> yeah, we watched yeah. the whole thing, which was also kind of cool. Like both of my grandparents have been dead for almost twenty years, so it was like cool to see my dad. You know, he could tell he was like getting a little choked up. Yeah, like, hearing my grandparents' voices again and stuff. But yeah, really weird, but also really cool. What I'm saying is, if you find blank tapes, you never check them buy out. them oh, because there's always not always, but a lot of times there's some really cool shit. Sometimes on them. it's a boxing match. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's a chance <laughs> it's a stranger calling you a hard R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a similar weird thing from if you don't know this, Nate, when Hogan got his giant VHS haul a couple years ago, which I don't know if you got. Where you got this the ID? Th- the oh yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've talked about that on here or not. You have. It's. I mean, I you can. Admit. I'll throw out there again. Actually, I don't know if it made a coven episode or not, but. Hogan bought a bunch of tapes a few years ago in Iowa City, and uh, and I got rid of the bulk of my VHS collection like 
years ago when I moved to Kansas because they sat in my dad's basement forever and there came a time he was going to retire and move away so I got rid of all my tapes. Um, dropped them at Goodwill, I think. But uh, I got some tapes from Hogan. One was a clamshell Anchor Bay Evil Dead. I opened it up and my junior high ID was in it. It was my old copy of Evil Dead. Somehow... <laughs> made its way back to me in some weird cosmic way but that shit is fucking crazy too yeah but that, that's so i mean similar type of thing right mm-hmm. like you just like oh cool random tape what this is me right yeah probably so. it had to have, if it, the id was still in it it had to have been in the resell goodwill whatever that yeah. whole time i don't think it would have ever ended up at someone's house and that they would have kept the id with it or it's, they never watched maybe. it. yeah or they never watched yeah. it yeah, that's true what was your reaction when you saw it? Oh, dude, he freaked out. I freaked out and started yelling at Jill, like, come on. Right. I immediately was trying to call Hogan. And was like, I think it was going to his voicemail. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I should hit play in this movie here. And we can start yeah. talking about this Do movie. it. I don't got anything cool going on in my life to really talk about. I guess I don't think. Let me really think. Nope. Played some shows. <laughs> Halloween. Hell yeah. Fucking nothing going on here. Oh, I'm really into <laughs> RoboCop right now, but I'll talk about that later maybe. Let's see here. What we got with this movie thinner? I feel like this is the appropriate time where we can say gypsy because it's in the movie. Yeah, I'm yeah, I am yeah i am saying like I'm not being insensitive here. Like they say <laughs> yeah. it's be and this movie is very much about gypsy curses. Like I there's no other way it's around. It's probably it. in the tagline or yeah. something. I'm guessing. Uh, uh directed by Tom Holland. Oh, legendary director. Did you get to listen to any of that podcast yet, by the way? Or with, no, sorry, that's with Mick Garris, not Tom Holland. Sorry. Never mind. Tom Holland, of course, uh he directed many horror classics. Uh Fright Night. One of the all-time great. I feel like Fright Night's one. He wrote that. it also. He wrote and directed Fright Night. Yeah. yeah. That's one I feel like we did that. That's a, We'd all give that five, right? Yeah. He also directed The Langoliers. The that. <laughs> I mean, Hello. I think <laughs> my notes I wrote for that. I said, uh, direct by Tom Holland, who has directed some horror classics, such as Fright Night, Child's Play, and written some greats as well. The Iron Appreciates Psycho 2, Class of 1984, The Beast Within, Cloak and Dagger, just to name a few. He has the goods. But that said, he did direct the langoliers i fucking hate <laughs> you i love the langoliers Dude, psycho I, 2 is great psycho 2 is incredible yeah that's okay, we should do langoliers that is good in the context of it's a not awesome tv movie if you put up against all of his other shit it is clearly not that level dude no it has some i'm not gonna get into this right now we'll talk about it later maybe we'll we should do langoliers for an episode <laughs> i would love to do the langoliers okay let's do that in 2024 okay shake I'm, i might be sick then no, <laughs> that day hey man according to our, some of our uh fright zone and patreon pals uh, check out the patreon.com slash the fright zone they love the last episode of us talking about a not awesome movie so maybe we need to do more so so movies sure oh is that why you're suggesting the langoliers uh-oh wow. shots fired Hogan comes in like yeah. five frights dude We're like, yeah. what? <laughs> top tier watch it every other day uh Screenplay. Wait, did anyone else have anything else cool about Tom Holland? Uh, oh, he got his uh, start directing Hasbro commercials. Really? Yeah. Like G.I. Joe? Mm-hmm. Cool, dude. Uh, screenplay by Michael McDowell. Uh, who has about a dozen writing credits, but it's all gold. Um, most notable is the immortal classic Beetlejuice, which... Who doesn't love Beetlejuice? Looking forward to the sequel, even though he... Won- it won't be his screenplay. Uh, Nightmare for Christmas, Tales from Dark Side, the movie, uh, multiple episodes of the Tales from Dark Side TV show, uh, a couple episodes of Tales from the Crypt, one of which was directed by Tom Holland. 
Um, and then he has a couple odds and ends that are all horror related, like Alfred Hitchcock's Presents Monsters, which was basically another season of Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, but Thinner was his last screenplay before he died in 1999. Uh, he passed away uh, after Battle of AIDS. Um, and Tom Holland did a rewrite of the script. And Ho- Tom Holland says the only stuff in this movie he doesn't like are all his fault from his rewrite. He's like, mm. Michael's script was perfect at the time. I thought I should do a rewrite because I'm supposed to be a writer. But in retrospect, all the things I don't like about this movie are things I changed from his script. So he was essentially tipping his hat saying, yeah, Do you Michael's think he genius. added the ass slap? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be something he regrets if he wrote that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's based off the final Richard Bachman novel. Uh, published for is revealed that Bachman was just a pseudonym for the great Stephen King. Um, I don't think we've done anything Stephen King adjacent uh, or adapted on the Fright Zone. This is our first we've Stephen just King talked episode. about doing Creep Show. Yeah, yeah. But other than so, that, yeah. This is it. This is our first Stephen King thing. So Did you say Tom Holland's dead? No. Okay. I was like, that's not Michael accurate. McDowell's dead. Got it. I actually thought Keep that's up. what he was saying, too. No, no. Michael McDowell, the screenwriter, dude. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, no, Stephen King. We've never talked about him really in depth because we haven't heard those things on the podcast. So this is the point first to gush. He's, of course, master of horror. Every horror hound loves Stephen King. I, I've never met anyone who's a diehard horror person who's like, fuck Stephen King. He's a hack. Yeah, I've never heard that. I've heard that he can't finish a book, but that's kind of true. Yeah. Like, his endings are usually flawed, but yeah. it's okay because the bulk of it's so good. You don't like when, like, a fucking scary, like, clown demon becomes, like, a spider? <laughs> that, that's I mean, cool. That's not the part or, like, of that turtle book with lights that on sucks. There, it's the turtle that sucks. <laughs> I would argue the, the child orgy sequence is also not a high point of that book. And when I was reading, when I was like reading it, I for some reason in my head got like Eeyore's voice when the turtle would talk. <laughs> so I'd be like, "I'm traveling through time. <laughs> like I'm so sad. Nobody remembered my birthday." It's just like, God, dude, this should have ended already. Uh, so, yeah, my daughters, my son showed Freddie, or Freddie showed my daughters. Something that had a clip with Pennywise in it, oh, and now the, yeah. so now they know that name and they associate it with being scared and dark rooms and stuff. Tight. And I was like, "Look, Pennywise can't get you. We don't live in Dairy, <laughs> unless for one. But I, you know, we visit their grandparents in Maine, so I can't say it's Dairy, Maine, or they'll get scared every time we go to Maine. <laughs> I mean, and old people are already just scary. So. Yeah." <laughs> But yeah, Stephen King is one of the most, I would say, most adapted things in movie history. I mean... It has to be, of any genre. Yeah, I'm probably... There's no other writer. Maybe John Crichton. Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Westworld. That's a John. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. the fuck's John Crichton? I could hear the nugget yeah, John... in the kitchen <laughs> laughing at John you. King. <laughs> Grisham. Yeah, that's the... I'm mixing up names. Oh, that's the nugget wench yelling at us from upstairs, uh... But yeah, like Stephen King clearly is, uh, there's got to be 30, 40 things, right? I mean, arguably the greatest horror author of all time. Did you yeah. see that interview uh, you know. with him ever where he talked about, what was it? He wrote Christine, or no, he wrote Carrie, and then threw it in the garbage. Yeah, his wife like pulled out what he had written, or I don't know if he wrote the whole thing in the trash, or Yeah, like, no, he, uh, threw, he wrote it through the whole thing in the garbage. And was like, what? And she read it and was like, you got to fucking send this off somewhere. What are you doing, dude? Yeah. Right. keep teaching. Yeah. It's like when they live in like a trailer park. That was that like his like, first book? Yeah. I guess I didn't ever do the research as to what his first book was. Yeah. They're all bangers. 
Uh, this the concept for this book came to him after a visit to the doctor that led to his doctor telling him to lose weight and stop smoking before he had a heart attack. So that was kind of the genesis or the germ for him to write thinner. Yeah, every story you can see Stephen King in the story, not just in the movie where he always makes cameos, but he uh, you can you can just tell, you know, like The Shining. Like, come on, he's Jack. Yeah, right? well, and that well that like he's and, a battle with alcoholism. Well, and that's the thing that's like. It, I think that was part of his problem with Kubrick's adaptation because, you know, he famously doesn't like it. I think, I mean, yes, Jack, you know, that's he he wants a drink and stuff in the movie. But, like, the book is very much about the alcoholism. There's a lot of backstory. Like, the whole reason he needs the – I don't know if you've read the book. I have, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, for I actually read it in Maine. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I brought it with me on a trip there. That's where uh, I read it next Pennywise lives ocean. at your – at your in-laws house, right? Yeah, I mean, in who the is sewer he? by it. Who is he in Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> he's, the, he's the vending machine. Yeah. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. That weird trailer <laughs> yeah, where he's like, coke yeah. out of his mind. Yeah. I think because he's the director of that movie, he's not in it. I love Maximum Overdrive. So I still don't understand directed. how you can act in a movie and direct at the same time. That'll never make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand that. No scene, you're like yelling at yourself, come on, more emotion. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fire your ass. <laughs> but oh yeah, but the thing. Uh, oh, you missed the, the Ecto One again. I say the thing about the Shining novel. Um, for any of our listeners, if you, if you haven't read it, uh, versus the brilliant Kubrick film, is it's very much more about alcoholism. Part of the whole reason they need the job is uh, at the Overlook is because he lost a job because he was drunk and like injured a student, like and all the shit. Like there's just so much stuff that's not present in the film. I think that's why King doesn't like it because for him. It's super personal because it's about him trying to exercise his demons and his valve alcoholism. Right. So for Kubrick to essentially strip all that out, when for King, he's like, that's what the book's about. Yeah. You know? Um, but they both have their merit. I don't know. I think they're both amazing. Like, I love that novel. For sure. I love that film. And it, I don't think when they redid it and had it more faithful that it was better. That's that's. I still, problem making it a I was TV still movie. excited oh, watching it. Wings? Yeah. And not Wings Hauser. Yeah. Not from the right... Dude, Wingshauser is Jack Torrance. <laughs> um, but uh, this film was produced by uh, Rubenstein, uh, who he's a big horror producer. He produced a bunch of Romero stuff, and I think that's part of how he got uh, you know wrapped up with Thinner is because his relationship with Stephen King because he produced uh, Creep Show, and then uh, of course Tell Some Dark Side, which was originally conceived to be a Creep Show TV series, and they changed the names because they weren't feeling like the budget to have it be the quality. Of the film, um, multiple episodes of uh, Tales from the Dark Side. The series are written by Romero and, and Stephen King, so there's kind of this whole uh, Stephen King family affair kind of thing going on here. But um, we hope to move you up with the Gypsy Caravan. And again, we're going to say Gypsy a whole bunch. Great this band episode. name, by the way, Gypsy Caravan. Dude, yeah. We're not saying it as much as they say it in the movie, though. Probably. Yeah. It, it is all over. The it's place. like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. All, it's, and it's like it's like the hard R mm. version of Gypsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could say Gypsy with a hard R uh, attitude, it'd be this way. It'd be like you know, if you were on a one of Hogan's family home videos, you'd be saying it like that. I did see uh, watching those new MST3K's Gypsy's not called Gypsy anymore. She's it's, she's called GPC. Oh, which is weird. Jiminy Glick's in court. Yeah. So well, Jiminy Glick's weighing himself, and he's three hundred pounds. Um, his name's not, it's not Jimmy Glick. Uh, what's what's the character's name? Billy. Billy Halleck. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so he weighs three hundred pounds. It's established when he's weighing himself. This is very important because it's integral to the plot of Thinner. Uh, makeup design. Uh, you know, Dick Smith designed it, but then he couldn't do the actual movies. Mm-hmm. Hogan, you're an effects guy. Tell us about Dick Smith. 
Uh, Dick Smith is, I mean, current, I guess he would be like current, the current godfather of special effects makeup. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some mo- name drop some films he did, brother. I mean, Exorcist, obviously, everybody Your knows that. But I mean, he's the one who really kind of like opened the doors for like Rick Baker and kind of changed like the industry was, there was like everything used to be like secretive, right? Between these guys, like, you know, you don't tell people like, you know, how you do shit. He was the one who was really like, the industry's going to fucking die if we don't start talking to one another. That's like that magician shit. Remember the masked magician who was brave enough to go on Fox and reveal all the magician's <laughs> tricks <laughs> yeah. in the 90s, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for I, I think it's mad. slightly different than that, but no, it's not it's <laughs> exactly yeah. like that. Uh, you guys like magic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> check this out, dude. Well, dude, how are you doing that? I did it wrong. Even. <laughs> well, where'd your <laughs> you finger go? Either. Yeah. I tried to do the trick where you like pull your thumb off that you show like four year olds and they it blows their mind. Yeah, how I that did work? it Isn't wrong. It like uh, let's see. I don't even know. Whatever. No of us can do it. I know how to do it. You don't know how to do that. Well, show us how to do it. The Nate, put your mouth is. Oh, holy shit. He really... Whoa. You see it? Are you... A, <laughs> I mean, not from this angle. Whoa, yeah. dude. Oh, I see how it's done. Whoa. Which is the most important thing. Wow. <laughs> oh, Knocked her the lava lamp. For the finger trick. It burns a big hole in my floor. <laughs> Straight to hell. All right, Jiminy Glick. Okay, so uh, Billy Halleck, the, the guy who's played by Robert John Burke, who will forever be the lesser RoboCop. Oh, part three. Um, who, could, who could fill RoboCop's uh, chrome boots, man? You know? But he was RoboCop Billy. RoboCop 3. <laughs> he could fill a lot of boots. Billy, Fred, Billy, Fred, yeah. Fred Decker's RoboCop. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, yeah, did you know? This is RoboCop in, Ro- in RoboCop 3. Yeah. Um, which, man, what a bummer. Fred Decker, just poor dude. Every movie he made bombed. Yeah. Two of them are brilliant. RoboCop 3 is not one of the two that's brilliant. Brilliant ones, yeah. Um, but I think he didn't have much say in it. I think that's more studio shit than him. Yeah. Uh, but... um. Yeah, when you're walking into a franchise like that, they have certain criteria yeah. and whatever. Robocop's, I think, one of the most mismanaged IPs in the history of film. What uh, does IP stand for? Intellectual, Intellectual property. property. Okay. You people use it all the time. I use it because I know what it means in reference to whatever, but I've never <laughs> looked up what it means. Thanks for tuning the Fright Zone, where you can learn what intellectual property is. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think RoboCop is really mismanaged. I could talk about RoboCop a ton because I just played through the game. But, you know, we got to get through this damn movie. But the RoboCop video game is tight. Uh, so he, so, so the lawyer is having breakfast with his family. His wife Heidi uh, is making some kind of healthy smoothie because he needs to lose some weight. He is three hundred pounds. After he's all. huge. If only he could get thinner. He's like four of her, dude. Yeah, he could eat four of her for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I heard that there was twelve different sizes of suits in this. Oh yeah, that's how they going do the, up and the down reduction. Yeah. Right, so he could become thinner. Uh, and we found out through the morning talk that he's on his way to get uh, to get off some mob boss, not like sexually, but like to get him off because he's a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's gonna jerk. Me. Yeah. <laughs> well, honey, uh, thanks for the I gotta <laughs> with go his mouth off, or with uh, his hands. I gotta go jerk off Richie Ganelli, uh, played by Joe uh, Montaigne. Montaigne, who's best known for his role as Joey in Godfather Three, the worst Godfather. I think he's more well known as being Fat Tony in The Simpsons. Yes. But oh, yeah. I thought we were gonna bring up Airheads. Oh, or no, yes. Well, okay, okay. Fuck he's yeah. the voice of Fat Tony, but I'm saying the general public I don't think would just know he's the voice of Fat Tony. Sure. But they would recognize him from Godfather. If they watch this, they'd be like, is that Fat Tony? It's funny that both (laughs) him and 
uh, Billy are both in the awful third film of a trilogy, of a beloved trilogy, <laughs> a beloved franchise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rope got three, Godfather three. Godfather three is not very sure. good. No, Godfather three is tough. But yeah, he's also the uh, asshole owner of the radio station Airheads, as Hogan was Yes. Mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, he is fat. You an image. Uh, and he's in a bunch of other shit, and he's pretty much always like some obligatory like mobster. Oh, guy. look, he's an Italian guy yeah. again. Let's uh, see, we don't need a fake Mexican in this movie, so I guess yeah. he'll be a mobster. <laughs> uh, so then he, of course, gets uh, the the mob boss off, uh, which is important to the film because they they will. Uh, come back around oh dude it's bigger, like incredibly faster. comical too like he fucking matlocks that dude dude yeah it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> i'll set up the trap and you walk into it done. boom hogan loves matlock i absolutely it, love you love colombo as well or just matlock just matlock are you you're a colombo guy over there nate you kind of nod your head <laughs> what colombo <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you're just getting you're just watch yeah. You're just nodding your head at the, at the attractive <laughs> yeah. gypsy woman. Is that what's going on? I was like, yep. <laughs> Elgar and Nate was like nodding his head. And I thought he was like, like, yeah, I like Matlock and Clumbo. But I look, he just eyebombed the attractive woman There was a song playing in screen. my head. You okay. know what? I can't quite. Uh, maybe you could help me. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> uh, you're Peter Falk and Fat Tony just like got, got cross. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, they know so, what they're doing wheeling that dessert tray by that guy. After they win the case, he has a celebratory meal with with uh, <laughs> with his client, the mobster. Person. And then he goes back to the office, uh, and his boss talks about how the gypsies have set up shop across the street, and how one of them is a babe, which is the one Nate was just distracted by on the TV. Uh, and he says something <laughs> about giving her a quarter to lift her skirt, which might be what distracted Nate on the TV. <laughs> she might have done that. <laughs> you have to see the movie to know for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she uh, certainly had a quarter stash somewhere. <laughs> Nobody knows where. <laughs> um, and Billy takes the rest of the day off, and then he wa- because he won the big case. And he walks outside and he has a talk with a judge and the chief of police. Uh, chief of police is played by Daniel Von Bargen, who was just on a Fright Zone a few episodes ago, the faculty episode. Uh, oh, probably yeah. best known as Kruger, George's boss from Seinfeld. Once yep. again, popping in the Fright Zone. Yeah, yep. pretty crazy. He's uh, the the alcoholic uh, teacher who's like disgustingly drinking the water once he becomes a beef jerky alien in the faculty. You know, yeah. the cop, the the, the cop yeah. is yeah 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 yeah. That's what? George's boss. That George gets has to get his, himself photoshopped out of the picture from yeah. the beach. Yeah, he's like in the background. Yeah. You know who else he is? He's the uh, rival police station's uh, head chief in Super Troopers. Oh, oh he's yeah. the one that's like, yeah. He's like, I need a chinchilla. That cop. Yep. That's what I was... I was like, it was all coming to me. I was trying to replace it. But uh, him as a cop. I was like, I know him as a cop and something else. He works as a cop. Uh, the Must three be. of them talk about how the gypsies are no good for the town. And they need to be ran out. Yeah, because they're diseased. And then post... <laughs> so then we... They have you a know, fun carnival going on. Yeah, yeah I mean, that carnival looks cool. Yeah. You, I heard if you give a girl a course, she shows you her underwear. That might be That's one awesome. of the things that I wrote down. Oh, yeah. There's fire breathers and jugglers and knife throwers. Who doesn't like all that stuff? Yeah. The liberals. No, <laughs> uh, so then there's a dinner, and post-dinner, Billy's wife tries to take his mind off of food while they're driving home by giving him some roadhead. Dude, this is like the most comical blowjob in the history <laughs> of blowjobs. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is she doing? Her head's bobbing up and down. <laughs> like, like, he's he's a big guy. He has a massive hog, dude. dude Come on. Mu- his, his penis must be at least a foot long. <laughs> I think yeah. his penis is at least 150 of his 300 pounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but then we cut to a local drugstore where the man himself, Stephen King's working. And a gypsy couple walks in to get a prescription filled. And as he's filling the prescription, he notices some gypsies stealing. 
uh, one of them, an old woman, goes outside where old Billy proceeds to hit her with his car, distracted by the roadhead. That's to be murder fair, by roadhead. She also jumps out of nowhere. Yeah, and I don't think she's actually stealing anything. No. I think that that's Stephen King just being a prejudiced piece of shit. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it as I, I mean, it. he did write this, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's that, and, and she's hella dead. I mean, she's very dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, his her she's literally splattered across there's the like windshield. I mean, his blood. windshield wipers are wiping blood off the windshield. The there's so much make, blood, it's not going away. Right. What would have made the scene great though for some he dark comedy wipers. is if yeah. after he hit hit her, if his wife camp went. Oh, I thought you were going to say he, he <laughs> yeah. finished. So I'm glad yeah, that we were on the same page. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she comes like, what happened? Right. You know, like, <laughs> with, with, how, like you know. with how literal and personal some of Stephen King's stuff is, do you ever think when you see something like that, like maybe Stephen King's trying to tell us something that happened? Oh, like he killed a gypsy like he killed while his a wife was blowing gypsy him? on a road trip. <laughs> maybe the blowing thing he just added because he wanted to like put that in a movie. Or <laughs> maybe he was like he wished that that's what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, he's just like letting us know that he's you know he's murdered somebody. <laughs> you know, Maris, you know what would have been better when I killed that gypsy is if I was getting a blowjob. Oh man. <laughs> At least then there would be a reason I was distracted. Yeah. Uh, so, but I love the 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 cut here. It's like he he's getting a blowjob, runs over a woman, and then just cuts to the family breakfast. And they're just like talking about like, ah, hopefully daddy gets off, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I did Again. run over someone, you know, but it was an accident, you know. Uh, and then it was like, weird. Originally, I heard that like they stop and he finishes. And then he gets upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, they run over. <laughs> yeah. Keeps driving around He's, a few blocks. Yeah. Yep. Then he comes sure. back. And uh. we're circling back. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. So at the little trial, uh, Stephen King's on the stand and he tells the judge, because uh, they have a trial basically to like see if, like if he if it needs to go further, if he's right. guilty, what what happened. And uh, Stephen King basically tells the judge that he saw the woman run out of the store when they were stealing. Um, the chief takes the stand and states that Billy was sober and he was going the speed limit. And the skid marks line up with this. And he found no grounds, you know, to be tried with accidental death. The judge found no grounds. So he's he's okay. He's a free man. Free yeah. man, dude. Now you can just get back to trying to lose some weight, you know. Uh, and he's walking out of the courthouse. And uh, the dead gypsy lady's husband. Uh Father, oh, father, father. Sorry. yeah, sorry, because uh, that will come into play later. Well, yeah, yeah, because he's some, fucking some old as going shit. On. He's like the king, big daddy gypsy man. Yeah, he he like walks uh, up to Billy because he was the one who was getting the prescription filled at the time of the death. But he walks up to Billy and just rubs his cheek, and we get the titular line. Let's come on, say it with me, guys. Come on, uh, thinner. <laughs> Which also like if. And a really old gypsy walked up to me and had like a huge boil on his face. Oh yeah, I'm, he's not touching my face. He's definitely not touching. Yeah, me. dude, don't fucking touch me. Touches him really close to where his face. Dude, is. he's like, do you see? It's like his cheek. Do you know how close your cheek is to your mouth hole? Oh, very close. Very close. Very close. Dude. <laughs> You're gonna get some gypsy skin flakes in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and nobody wants that. And then we cut the seven days later. Billy's down to 283. That's a lot. This is maybe my favorite line in the movie. Somebody call Richard Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Super good. Searching for Simmons. Oh man. Dude, this early stuff too, like at the beginning, like it's it's so uncomfortable for me to watch because he can't turn his head because of the fat suit. He's like, like Batman, he's dude. He's like clearly not used to it. 
I can't remember the. It was like eight or ten hours it took to put this shit on. Ugh. I can't. I, I actually uh, think the suit looks good, but it's still like that. If you really it think right about it, and no. you're watching. You're like, oh, he never turns his head. It oh, looks yeah. good, no. but yeah, but whenever he does anything, he like it's yeah. when you get taco neck, like when your neck's all fucked up and you have to turn your Yo, whole body. I will say though, yeah. I, oh, I mean, because you eat too many tacos. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude. So uh, his wife's thrilled that he's two eighty three. Uh, he's he's he has lost fourteen pounds in seven days. Uh, so then he goes golfing with some judges and lawyers. After golf, Billy and the judge are taking a shower together. When the judge reveals to Billy that after <laughs> he let him off, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I know this is all. This he's really let weird. me. Well, well, yeah, maybe we should bring let me rephrase that. Scenes. It's it's a shower in a locker room. Dude, they're yeah. not showering together. But they're but it's right. still kind of weird that they're all like I don't know. I, I'm not a golfer. And maybe this thing golfers do, but like, like I would assume if the three of us went golfing afterwards, we wouldn't all get butt naked together in a locker yeah. room, hang out. How right? sweaty can you possibly be playing golf? They're not carrying their clubs either. No, they're just driving around in a cart. Right. Like, uh, it's in Maine, so it's not going to be too. I don't know. Let's go golfing point. and see what happens, and see if yeah. we want if we all want to hang out naked together. Like afterwards, and look at- we, we all might be like, you know what? We should probably go. Hey, shower. Hogan, look at this rash right here. What do you think about this, dude? <laughs> and their conversation is clearly like they do this a lot. Right, they're way comfortable. Like, and hey, you guys want to go golfing on Wednesday and maybe take a shower after? They, they <laughs> notice he's hog. losing weight. You gotta see Billy's huge hog, dude. Um, it's like we're really looking, and he looks like he's lost weight. But the judge basically reveals to Billy that after he let Billy off, you know, found no grounds to, to take it to trial, uh, he was out for lunch with his wife when the same weird guy came up and touched him, right where the judge currently has a really gross looking skin thing. It's pretty gross. It's nasty, dude. Uh, and then we cut seven days ahead to Heidi, Billy's wife, telling him he needs to get off his diet because he's lost 40 pounds in two weeks. Yeah. And she wants him to go to the doctor, Dr. Mike. Well, clearly he has cancer. Yeah, because she's like, dude, I rapid weight loss like this is like a sign of cancer. And he's like, do you want me to lose weight or not? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're mad at me if I'm not losing weight. Now you want me to A guy loses 40 pounds in two weeks, and you think there's something not natural about that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he goes to Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike's like, yo, you're very healthy. So then Billy goes to the clothing store to get some new fits, dude. Yeah. Which, like, if you were losing weight that quick, I don't know if I had, like, immediately invested in a new wardrobe. No, one like, outfit. Let's ride this out for a little while. Like, maybe yeah. get some sweats. I might be down there know? for a Benson next week. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I always wear sweatpants. Because you yeah. never know when I might lose some pounds. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> you are looking pretty trim. I don't wear sweatpants. I I like some sweatpants when I'm chilling at home in the winter, man. I think it's yeah. fair to say too that oh, like, well, yeah, but I wouldn't wear them like out of the house. For anybody who's never seen this, like I assume most people watch the movies and then listen to the podcast, but maybe that's not the case. But if anybody who has not seen this during this entire time that he is losing the weight, like the forty pounds or whatever, he's continuously eating like all sorts of shit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that, and that's, yeah, this thing. So after he gets his fits, they're at dinner, and he's this is like right when, yeah, you kind of get that. He's eating an absurd amount, and it freaks his daughter out. And his wife, Heidi, is like, yo, you're going to drive. I'm going to drive our daughter to uh, uh, her aunt's because she she's freaked out about you losing all this weight. All right. Um, and then he, he goes to visit the judge uh, and his wife because the judge hasn't been seen around town in a few days. And at this point, Billy's starting to suspect Something weird's going on because of the gypsy, right? Um, so he goes to the judge's house, and the judge's wife tells Billy that the judge is in Minnesota at the Mayo Clinic. Which is uh, bullshit. And then uh, he, she ends up telling him the truth uh, that the gypsy man said the word lizard to him when he touched him. 
and that the judge is currently growing scales and has tiny little eyes. Uh, Which we are going to see him later, but I feel like it's okay to say this. Yeah, we see in a dream sequence, so it's still not really, you know. Right, but like, it's probably like the worst looking thing in the movie. Like, it doesn't look that great at all. Yeah, it looks good at first, and then they cut back to it. It doesn't look that great. No. Well, and that's something, so uh, Holland, uh, Tom Holland, the director, he regrets uh, giving the suit demands to cut a scene that was supposed to take place here. So that the reason that dialogue exists in this sequence is he's supposed to, she's like... He's upstairs and he goes up and sees the judge is just hang out in a bathtub. And you see, cause he is becoming like a reptile man. So I mean, that would have been like, cool. He's in the moisture and so it's all these crazy effects. Just like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. in the studio, like Stacy like, Keach. And, uh, is that still smoking where he becomes a lizard from the weed? Nice dreams. It's oh, nice, nice dreams. dreams. I thought you were talking about Stacy Keach in uh body bags when he like has the hair extension. Oh, yeah. No, you know was, what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, so like that's a scene that was supposed to be in this, and uh, that was his two regrets. He's like, I, I regret, you know, doing some rewrites, uh, to the script that didn't need to be done, and I regret giving in the studio demands for uh, the big effects scene because the big effects scenes are the things you should always fight for in a horror movie because that's kind of the money shot, the stuff that people are coming for. And he's not yeah. wrong. That sequence of it played the same way. He shows up, he's talking to the wife, she's saying he's at the male clinic. He's like, No way he is, you know, and she's like, Kind of breaks down, like, You're right, he's upstairs. You know, yeah, and then he goes up and talks to the judge, and the judge is all fucking creepy. Like, but an amazing scene. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be way cooler. And she had like a really cool tongue come out and like <laughs> like grab something off the wall. And the wife is probably like she's trying to win a fucking Academy Award in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's yeah. really going for it. Well, I bet I bet she had some pressure too, where it's like, okay, we can't show the scene anymore, so I really need you to sell <laughs> yeah. how big of a deal this is because the audience is going to see any of it. And when she's like cackling as he's driving away, just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> on a front porch, all liquored up uh, in the front yard. And after that scene, then we get we cut to the mob boss Richie, who's at a bar, and Billy calls him. And Billy's basically His mom's just, bartender. Yeah, I love yeah. you. I love you. Call. He's like, hey, uh, hey, it's Billy. You know, how I got you off. Uh, you know, yeah, cool. Hey, uh, do you know anything about gypsies? And <laughs> Billy's like, uh, Richie. He should have been like, offended immediately. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like, nope. Well, ask my mom. She knows all sorts of stuff, you know. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, polishing a glass behind yeah. the bar. He's at. He asks, like he asks, like an Italian. She says something back, and then he's like, <laughs> "Yep, gypsies are real." Yeah, he's like, "She's a gypsy. Curses are real, and have to be removed by whoever put the curse on you." Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> okay, Good to know. cool. All right, cool. Thank you for letting the audience know uh, what we need to do now in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great way to keep the plot moving. So Billy then tells uh, his wife about it, and she goes on to tell him that she doesn't believe it. Like, you're crazy. There's not a gypsy curse, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Billy then realizes that the chief, Karuger, uh, our boy from faculty, uh, would have been cursed, too, as he was in on the cover-up. So, did I miss it? What is he What is he cursed with? Uh, he's like, they don't say what he was told. but Like toe fingers? But we see him. We see him. So, sh- Billy goes, uh, how's it? No, no. Before we go, he goes and sees Kruger. He goes to the Gasman Clinic for treatment and research into his cancer, and then he checks himself out almost immediately, and then he goes to see the chief, and we see he's just, like, covered in ulcers. Talking about when he goes to get takeout? Is that what we're talking about? No, no, he... Or yeah, he that's goes, what he says. He's like, yeah, I'm he, going to get takeout. Okay, I'm just but, making sure that's yeah, the yeah. scene we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he bails on the clinic, like, I, uh, I'm going to go get out of here, but he goes and sees no, the chief. No, it's great, because he gets handed a Sunday. Yeah. Like, and it's got no, extra whipped cream. It does like, not appear to have extra whipped cream. 
that I could tell. Right. Looked like it had the standard amount. He takes one bite and then he sets it down by some old person. And then they're like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to get some takeout. Yeah. Which is probably my favorite line in the movie. I just wanted to make sure we talked about that. Yes, yes. So he, but he goes to the chief's house and he's just covered in ulcers. So I don't know. They don't say what was said to him, but he's like, are they ulcers? Because like crazy... I thought he was just turning into like a fucking warthog. I don't. I, I yeah. thought it looked like, I think he puts like, his hand down. He's like and a it's, pig man. Yeah, it's one he of those is, where he like, has like I think. Oh, yeah, his, his like fingers. That makes sense because he's a cop. He's a pig. Yeah, I thought it was like his body was just like riddled with ulcers. And so stuff. apparently, when that scene was originally shown to test audiences and in the theater, it was really dark. You could not see him until the big reveal when he leans into the light. Right. Huh. Then you could see him. But up to before that, you were never seeing that he was fucked up or weird at all, which uh-huh. it's so much brighter now that during that scene, like you kind of see that he's fucked up the yeah. second you see him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that would have been way more effective. And Hey, I, I'm still not sure what's going on with him. Apparently, none of us are really. Yeah. No, it's like, I mean, his hand is what is like what made me think about it, because it's almost like a ho- like, like a, a club. Yeah. 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 That's that's probably a, a, a misstep ho- in the a script hoof, not to hoof, say what word was said hoof, to you. Like, like hey, what did he say to you? Look at my hooves. My hooves. Uh, and the chief tells Billy that he's a fool if he thinks the gypsy man's going to take the curse off. And he offers Billy's gun to murder the man instead. And Billy refuses. And then as he's yeah, leaving. Because he only kills gypsies with cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, unless I'm getting a blowjob, there's no way I can kill All right, gypsy. I'll tell you what. You suck me off and I'll shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll start yeah. loading my gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but Billy refuses and as he's leaving the house we hear we hear uh Kruger kill himself. We hear a yeah. wow, that's dark. Dunzo. Uh so then at home Billy tells Heidi about this and uh, she gets mad at him. Sydney so goes off and he has a meal with the te- with a detective played by Ed Wheeler uh who gives Billy information on where the gypsies are. And which, like, that dude just comes out of the middle of fucking nowhere. They, like, kind of casually mention him somewhere earlier in the movie. That's how he got some info for a trial. But it's such a passing thing that, that when he shows up, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't notice until I watched it again. Like, like oh, he mentions a private eye way earlier. Um, but, yeah, it's not super clear. Uh, but, so, uh, then Billy goes home and he finds Dr. Mike talking to his wife about sign an order of legal action to force Billy back to the Glassman Clinic. Line that motherfucker up and force feed him. Fucking handsy ass Dr. Mike. Fucking Dr. Mike. And uh, so then Billy leaves to go find the gypsy camp and he leaves Lara telling uh, Heidi uh, as much. And when she also tells Heidi that she needs to end whatever might be going with Dr. Mike because he suspects there might be some infidelity. Which like, it doesn't seem like that to me. I think Dr. Mike wants to get it get it going right i think that she honestly just like has no friends dude and doesn't know who else to call because here's the thing would she really be trying to get him to lose weight if she was already fucking somebody else yeah i mean i guess he's got that lawyer money though that's true so she probably wouldn't want to lose that dr mike has that doctor money (laughs) oh right i kind of feel like uh, the thing that i think is interesting about the way this is set up is i feel like the way it's set up it kind of i'm with you initially i'm like it just seems like he, Billy's fabricating this because maybe he right. is insecure because he's a big guy. Right. Um, and then as it goes on, he's almost driven to madness or something. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, as it progresses, though, there's some dialogue that makes it like, like where Dar's like, yeah, Dr. Mike's over here a lot. Yeah. And stuff that you're like, well, 
Maybe yeah, not. but is it Dr. Mike and not her? Yeah. But how mean he is to her as the movie goes on. Who, when, Billy? As, uh, blaming his wife. Oh, like he kind everything. of drives oh, yeah. her that direction. It's yeah, like, yeah. did he always hate her or is it just that he thinks that she's cheating? Because it yeah. feels like he might have hated her before that. And now he just has an excuse. Oh, yeah. Did you see yeah. those fucking sludge shakes she was force feeding him? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Let him eat some those bacon, dude. Delicious. Those fucking turd malts. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so he eventually finds the fair up in Maine, of course. And uh, at the fair, the old man, who we find out is the Gypsy King, guesses Billy's weight. And they have a bunch of creepy dolls that look like Billy the Judge and the Chief. Billy's chase out of the fair. And then the judge pulls up. His weird, it's the mediocre version of the lizard man effects. And he's like, get in the car, Billy. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah. Um, and then they're driving away and they play chicken with a giant fuel tanker driven by the gypsy king. And they, that's yeah, like on a bridge. Yeah. They're like meeting on? up on a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to get out of the, the side door and the judge, uh, like judge shoves veers it, it into the sidewall to make it so the door can't open. And then they collide with the, the, gypsy king but of course billy wakes up it was all a dream but then billy immediately calls the judge's wife lita and finds out that the judge died the previous day after driving himself (gasps) into a fuel tanker (laughs) it's like a gypsy premonition whoa man like it was his dream man Uh, i forgot to mention this earlier the character that steven plays in this is because he's from bangor maine right who is steven king oh yeah yeah that's his name in the film. Is Stephen King? No, Doctor. How do Bangor? you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Which I thought was strange or interesting. Cool dude. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot no, to mention that it. Is cool. Hey man, thanks he's for like the trivia. He's like the shittiest dude. pharmacist too. He like he's like diagnosing. Yeah. Like it's like, like no, your dude, job you, is to just get yeah, the prescription. You don't and give do it that. To them. You just make sure the right pills end up in the right bottles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. But he's like, oh, I don't know if you ta- should be taking this. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered that. Too. Fuck you, Stephen King. <laughs> uh, you put yourself in your movie and you're an asshole? Jeez, dude. Uh, so then Billy calls home and he talks to his daughter, who tells him that Dr. Mike has been there a lot. Oh, I just oh, mentioned fuck. that. Uh, God damn it, Dr. Mike. And then Billy continues on and finds the gypsy camp that night, and he's told he's a demon. And he should be killed. He talks to the Gypsy King and Billy uh, and him go back and forth for a little bit. Eventually, he tells him, I'll never remove the curse. Is this where we get the uh, the curse of the white man from town? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And then Billy's like, fine. He's like, all right, I'll leave. But not before I curse you. Yeah. The curse of the white man from town. <laughs> and then he has his hand up and they like fucking shoot his hand with a BB gun or something or it's a slingshot. slingshot. <laughs> you couldn't do that kind of damage with that. What, what was well, it? It's a slingshot. They show there's there's multiple times you see the slingshot. So in the dream sequence, you see that the the daughter is comes chasing after him with the slingshot. And that's the first time you see it. And then, yeah, she like gets down like Bart Simpson on one knee and like fires a ball bearing in oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the slingshot it's like enough to put a hole through his hand. i swear our listeners know i often yeah. mistake bb guns for slingshots it's a problem <laughs> Which, i have later when you see uh the hand it's a it's a mechanical hand when it shows him looking through it they mm-hmm. like they built that thing they that's didn't really it, blow what, a hole through that dude's hand no, i'm saying that's why it looks so good <laughs> oh you know of course it does it's a physical yeah, yeah. thing 
practical effects forever. Can I throw a side uh, side note out there? Yeah, let's go for I it. I don't know how you guys feel about the crow, but I have to bring this up because we're talking about the hand. Ah! Ah! <laughs> like that? Nevermore. Yes. Wait, that's a raven. Now, like it can't rain all the time, dude. I doesn't think that movie's rain, good, dude. but that part sometimes it doesn't always. Sometimes like, kind of rain. Part. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And like it heals it's up. the it, well, yeah. But he puts the hand up, and it's like fucking gigantic. <laughs> you know, it's like so comical, <laughs> and it just I don't know. It's it's yeah. like one of those hands from like a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that. It's so bad. Those giant foam fingers. Yeah, I, I do. Re- I did rewatch that movie this year, and I was like, this is a really good ass movie, dude. It is. It's just you know the lunchbox kids kind of fucked it up for a while for me. Right. See, that's the same kind of shit you said about the Scream movie, which is why we're gonna watch that next year. Right. Oh, no, but there's Halloween, some truth dude, you're to that. Over here. We're right. down here and we're partying. You're like, all right, yeah, we'll do. Dude, but here's shot. the Let's thing though: you shouldn't let them it. ruin it because it was ours to begin with. You know, that's true. You can't let them fucking back. take it. We're taking it back. Um. Uh, they're at. So then he does the white man from town thing, and they all look at him like. You're a fucking idiot, but at the same time, it's like they kind of believe in that type of stuff. Yeah. So it's like you can't tell exactly what's going on there. It's a little presumptuous for him to think that he's gonna be able to cast a curse just by oh, yeah. like wanting. Like he's gonna be able to manifest that shit into existence. It could be one of those things where like all of a sudden they start believing it and like shit starts happening. Yeah, is that why it's real? Right, people believe in it. Maybe that's what he thought was gonna happen. Yeah, you know. So then, like, Billy's like, I got to get this curse of moving. So he calls yeah. his, his homeboy, Richie, and he's like, hey, Richie, I'm ready for you to do some big, bad mobster stuff. The first phone call is just he needs a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Richie uh, sends Billy a doctor. And uh, the doctor ends up telling Billy the next day, I work with cadavers in med school who look better than you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good ass line. Too. Exactly what you want to hear from a doctor. Oh, here it comes. Here comes the hand. And we completely glossed over the uh, ass slap on the golf course, did we not? Oh yeah. Oh, let's let's back up. Yeah, this is a back it up. Look at that. Yeah, that's a cool looking hand. And face. Tell us about the ass slap. I don't remember exactly the dialogue, but basically, like they're all goofing around, joking about how he killed that girl <laughs> with his car, and in in the process, in the in the commission of this storytelling, he turns around and like wiggles his butt and slaps it <laughs> and says something to her. Oh, what does he fucking say? Kiss my big fat ass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it's just like that scene and there's other scenes that really make this feel like a Tales from the Crypt episode that's been yeah, dude. Dra- mm-hmm. dragged out as a full mm-hmm. film, which is a positive thing. Right. It means it's a fun horror movie. Yes, yes. It is quite fun. Uh, these are the white man from town dolls. Oh, oh they're wow. awesome, dude. Um, Fantastic. And there was about 150 the of them sequence? made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, How many of them do you have? None. Oh. But I do see them pop up from time to time. Really? Yeah. How much do they sell for? You uh, a couple hundred bucks. Oh, oh that's not bad at all. Can you get a screen one? I saw one go for about 250 one time. Uh, anywhere from like 250 to like 550. Hold on. So there. you just look for like memorability from thinner quite often there, Nat? I mean, I have before. Wow. <laughs> I will uh, be. Oh, the doctor also gives Billy pills to prevent cardiac arrest. Uh, and then the next day, Richie shows up to see how Billy's doing. And, and he's like, oh, you should have called me soon. I wish I could do Fat Tony's voice, but, I can't. but he's like, <laughs> you should have called me sooner. Do, can any of you do his voice? Yeah. You should have called me sooner. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, at this point, Billy weighs himself again because we have to do this periodically through the film so we know how, how much tinier he is. He's now 120 pounds. 
120. And he bones. looks fucking horrible. Oh, this is the point where the the makeup's really good because his skin's trying to look saggy and yeah, it's drooping off him. And... Looks like he didn't even touch his ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Fat Tony. Uh, and I, then Richie lets Billy know that Mike and Heidi are trying to have him committed. And he's like, I'm going to. And Billy's like, I'm going to get you for this, Heidi. So uh, <laughs> Billy and Richie drive her to where the gypsies are staying. And and Billy's like, Rich, Richie, you aren't actually going to hurt anybody, are you? As Richie's basically like <laughs> loading guns and stuff, you know, <laughs> like, nah, Um uh, and then, uh, Richie goes out there and he feeds all their dogs poison meat. Uh, so, uh, he pays a kid to keep an eye on the gypsies and alert them if they move. Um, the kid ends up calling later on to let Richie know that, uh, the gypsies are at a small farm. But I think they found, I think they've made me. He hangs up the phone and then like immediately the gypsies walk up to the kid at the gas station. Um, and then soon after, uh, the kid's body just is dumped at this like safe house that Richie and Billy are staying at. Uh, uh, and Richie then goes and he shoots up the place like there's explosions and gunfire and death better than that so <laughs> they have they they kidnap the young gypsy woman's boyfriend or husband they don't really specify yeah, which one it is and so he uh yeah he applies like a, a nice row of gunfire to the point where, like the they, the gypsy gang starts to like load up all their weapons and fire back all their slingshots. And it's also funny that like he shows up on his own. He doesn't like send a hitman or something. It's like the yeah. head guy, the dude that the made man, like shows up all by himself to like seek revenge because for them fucking dude, well, over Billy his friend or whatever. Billy took care of a man. He's got to yeah. help out his boy Billy. And so they uh they have the boyfriend and they like have him tied up and he throws him out first. So that when the gypsies see him coming, they think that it's the fat Tony, oh, but yeah. uh, they end up, yeah, gunning him down. Yeah, killing their yeah. own. Killing him. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads to a pretty funny thing where um, he has a picture of himself. We'll get to that soon. <laughs> what? Where he does the like, you know, when he tries to set up the meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. goes and gets her and he's bringing her in and he's like, I have a picture of the guy that shot up your camp last night and he pulls a picture of himself out and shows it to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The next morning. Yeah, yeah, it's the next morning. I need you up to identify, uh, you know, William. And, uh, and he takes her to a barn and shows her the picture or whatever. Of himself and says like, or what he says is, I have a picture of the person that shot up your camp last night. Shows her the picture, then hits her Pins her down and then he's like torturing her, beating her up. Says that he has some acid. Yeah. And it's like he throws it on her fucking face, but then he's like, oh, it's just baking soda and water or something. <laughs> then he whips out like another container that like, has this like is the real yeah. shit. <laughs> and he pours a little bit of it to show her it's real. And then uh, he sets it on her forehead. Well, I think he, which I, is like weird. Yeah. I think it's implied he's like, going to do you more. Just grab then it? Billy you shows could literally up. just go. Yeah, like well, her hands yeah, aren't. But she's like, tied. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's super dramatic. Brim, there's no lid on it. I guess like you move too fast, it spill on you. But yeah. like, I, I feel like he was going to go further. But then Billy's like shows up like, whoa, Richie. Yeah, don't. I yeah. I, I saw her underwear once, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you don't need to mutilate him. Whoa, hey. So then, uh, basically tells her like, hey, you need to have the king meet William, my boy Billy, at the lighthouse mm-hmm. later. So then at the lighthouse, 
uh, the old man who gave him the curse, comes up and he gives Billy a pie. And he tells him, essentially, if he serves someone else the pie, he can get rid of the curse. Uh, right. But he has to like, cut his own hand open and put blood in the pie. Uh, so then Billy... Which that was also a mechanical thing, the pie. Yeah. The pie was mechanical? Yeah. Oh, when it's, like, when like, it's like breathing. And, oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like it's... Like, He's on acid looking at the pie. Like, Whoa, it's the dude. least appetizing looking pie. It definitely gives me like a Videodrome vibe. Mm-hmm. With Absolutely. The, like, with the gun inside the chest moment. One but thing yeah. that's uh, new flesh, dude. One thing about the pie that I think that we should mention though is like the gypsy says to him, he's like, "Why not just eat your, eat the pie yourself and die clean? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. your hands will be your hands will be clean. You'll be accepting, obviously, responsibility for the death of like you know his gypsy daughter or whatever. You know, but I think at this point he's just like m- gone completely fucking mad. You know? I love that he's chowing down on Cool Ranch Doritos. I know. It's, it's old the, it's the old bag. window bag. Yeah. Where it had to show you that there were actually Doritos inside. Now yeah. we just believe there's Doritos in there yeah. for some reason. You can open it up and it can be <laughs> fucking old socks. Yeah. So Billy calls home and he tells his daughter to stay at her friend's tonight because he's coming home early and he has a surprise I'm for I'm coming mom. home, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm coming home. That was a RoboCop scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very good. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, so he sneaks in the house and he wakes up Heidi on the couch and he's like, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm home. And I brought you a present on the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> you cheating bitch. I mean, uh, there's and, uh, she tells him that she knows it's been what's been on his mind and that there's never been anything between her and Mike. And she also says, you're up to your silly old self again. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys notice him? Yeah, but John I don't Lithgow? know from what. <laughs> no, he's in the thing. Oh, yeah. He's the... I can't remember. He's the first one that gets killed uh, with the red hair. The one that's sure. like, Th- this guy's bald, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well, that's cool. I don't know his actor's name, but you're absolutely right. This is, uh, there's some old guy in this movie who was actually a guy in the thing. We don't know the actor's name, his character's name, but trust us, he's in the movie. He's the one they light on fire outside. It's not even the scene we're in we're talking about, but it's on the TV here in the studio. Yeah. So I don't know. Figure it out, Frightzonians. Yeah. Um, his wife is telling him there was never anything between her and Mike, and he tells her he's exhausted going to bed, but she should really try his gift because it's strawberry, her favorite. And she goes in the kitchen. She's like, oh, my God, a pie. Yeah. And then we cut to the next morning. Billy wakes up. And he discovers Heidi dead in bed. It's an awesome effect. She's a rotting, gross corpse. She's like kisses, bubbling he, almost. And he gives her like a little gross kiss, and he's like, "Hee hee hee!" like this, the putrefaction slime or whatever, yeah. like sticks to his mouth a little bit. It's fucking gross. He does he say something funny? Yeah, like, he, he goes strawberry. He goes mm, strawberry. Yeah. I probably shouldn't eat too much though. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes downstairs and he sees his daughter's bag and shoes there. She's home. Uh, and then he goes in the kitchen. And he discovers two dirty plates in the sink. His daughter ate a piece too. His daughter comes in and says, "I had the most delicious piece of pie for breakfast." And going on and on about how great the pie is, she dips her fingers into and raw dogs a strawberry out of there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, takes a bite of it and then leaves. And I guess originally they were going to show her death also. Yeah. And some test audiences saw that it got filmed. What? Like it exists. Yeah. But people were, like, freaking out and didn't like it. And I guess in the book, he it's it's she doesn't die in that. She's not even there. No, in the, no, the book she does, because then he, he just 
then the book is like he just eats the pie himself yeah. like, and kills himself. Yeah. Like the the clean, the foreshadowing, you know, make right. it clean. Um, so I guess that's kind of what happens here. She runs out of the room. Uh, he, so distraught. Uh, no, he runs out of the room, really try about what he's done. Um, he can, and he considers eating the pie himself. Uh, but then there's a knock at the door and it's Dr. Mike. Fucking Dr. Mike. So he invites Dr. Mike in for a piece of pie too. And that's the end. Yeah. Gets rid of uh, everybody. Yep. Oh, goodbye, Dr. Mike. <laughs> out of five frights, what do you give it? Hoganomics! I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> do we all come back to you? No, because here's... Okay. Give it to us straight, Daddy. So I feel like there's different kinds of Stephen King movies. So I feel like we need to talk about that first. Yeah. Okay. So... You, this certainly can't be, like, actually put next to The Shining. Right. Yeah. So we have, like what we're going to call, like, A-list King movies, right? So we're going to probably put The Shining up there. Carrie. We're going to put... Christine. Carrie, Christine. Christine's you're, amazing. You're going to put... Salem's Lot. Shawshank up yeah. there, too. Creep Green, Show. Yeah. Green Mile. I'm saying these are all, like... Stand By Me. Huge it made movies. for TV Now, granted, this movie had... This, <laughs> this, movie had like a, one. this movie had a big budget, right? Yeah. Not that big, though. Not big enough to show us the cool scene and with the judge in the tub. while it had a big budget, it had a bigger budget than... The Langoliers, the oh, Tommyknockers, like it. Sometimes they come back. Yeah. Again. <laughs> and again. And, again. and sometimes after they come back again, they come back again. Would they just stop um, with the coming back? But right. So it's not an A-list, but it's definitely not one of like the made-for-TV movies. I love the made-for-TV like movies. Sam's on made-for-TV movies. Because I think amazing. they're like, yeah. they're super charming, you know. Um, it's got a combo tape that's got the parts one and two on uh, one set. Very excited. This is like you said, almost like a Tales from the Crypt episode. I, I would also know? say though, when you're talking about the different tiers of Stephen King movies, though, I will say, in defense of separating any of these things, really, Stephen King, the tiles you're listing are all drastically different, though. Yeah, That's part of the magic of Stephen King is that he can make stand, he can write Stand by Me, he can also write Creep Show, he can also write The Shining. Like, right. Those are such all three of those are such different flavors. Creep shows kind of campy and fun and comic booky. Shining is hard and and an allegory for all calls and it's dark and stuff. Stand by me is kind of about being a kid and the loss of innocence and stuff. So he so I think regardless, you can't necessarily compare any of these movies. No, I'm just saying across the board, the production values are like oh, all over all, the place. Oh, they're all the fuck over the place. And like I personally find those made for TV movies. Like yeah. I said, to be really charming. Like those are my yeah. favorite things. I love those. Yeah. So like this I'm, has that vibe. I'm judging it based on that. Yeah. Um not against some of the top tier. Right. So give and it so to So this is Daddy. kind of like a weird one that's like in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so out of five frights, what do you give it? Hoganox. Oh, I like it. I'm gonna give it two. Whoa. I am shocked that you said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to doing Langoliers now just because I have to know if it's more than this because you were already like oh fuck you I like Langoliers yeah I do dude if you're getting Langoliers more than more frights than this I'm I don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> <laughs> a great so, quiz. okay okay then uh, let's, let's move sort of the, the the Nate here yeah go for it five frights Nate what do you give thinner so uh, one thing we didn't do so I'm just going to kind of incorporate it here is we did not do the when did you first see this thing that we normally do at the front oh. of the show. We talked I, about other stuff. I feel like we haven't done that in a long time, not you mentioned. Oh, really? 
Well, anyway, I had yeah. never seen this before. Whoa! Uh, before before now, this? Before I watched it for wow. this, I had I somehow... I saw this in the theater. Oh, nice. And it scared the shit out of me. I mean, I, it would have worked not, on me not enough to give it more than two frights, apparently. The, the only thing that scared me was how unfortunate the ending was. Oh. Nothing else bothered me. Oh, right. Okay, okay. It's a very downer ending. Yeah. So, I saw Graveyard Shift in the theater as a kid. That was awesome. Nice. We we haven't done When Did You First See Us for a really long time, I feel like. I don't know. But yeah, I'd somehow never seen it. Um, I do have a one sheet. So how it all... So <laughs> okay. it took me a minute to start uh, sitting down to watch it because I just was like, I don't have it on physical media and like I don't want to stream it. Like that's just not my thing. Yeah. And you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, dude, I know I've seen that logo. Mm-hmm. I knew awesome. I had the one sheet, which I'll tell that story, but <clears throat> I, I had typed into eBay like thinner VHS. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's a Republic title. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, I've definitely got that. It's just it's in a really weird dark corner of the crypt that it's hard the to see shit you kind of just walk right past it it's like an end cap dark corner mm-hmm. and i was like oh shit so i did have it but i had already at the that point i had already seen that it was on something for free i think it's streaming on max yeah. right now yeah, so if you is. have max thinner is on there you should check it out before or after you listen to this depending on how you <laughs> like to do that so yeah when i was watching i was like man this is i really do see how i would have watched this a bunch if I had seen it back yeah. then, I, I would have definitely picked it to watch. With the poster, I was it was like the early first year I was on Instagram. I can't remember the profile that I followed, but a guy was doing these random. Uh, he'd just be like, "Here's this thinner poster. First person to guess what movie I'm thinking of wins it." You know, and he Stop did it with a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> the only clue he gave is. It's a movie that I really want to see that's never been released in the United States. And for some reason, that week, I had been looking for this movie called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. Okay. Okay. Because I was like, that's an an absurd title. title. It's an Australian film. And it's basically this guy gets a motorcycle secondhand and it sneaks out at night and murders people. And it's wild. It's super. It's Australian. I've never heard that. It's kind of gory. It's cool. But yeah, so he had there was no comments. He had posted it maybe fifteen seconds, twenty seconds earlier. I, you know, you can see uh-huh. that. And I was just like, I bought a vampire motorcycle. And he messages back and he's like, How the fuck did you guess that? <laughs> he's like, That's what it is. So I guess you win the poster. He was like, He thought he's gonna have this big contest, a bunch of people and guessing. No and it was like it. the first person that guesses twenty seconds after you post it gets it right. And I don't know how the odds of that would even be, but I was just like, it was on my mind. And so it was on his mind, I guess. And it has since gotten a release and there, it is streaming somewhere for free. I remember seeing it. That's how I ended up watching it. Cause I could not even find like a pal tape to put in my region free <coughs> player. So yeah, I had never seen it until this. I had always thought I had seen it. And that like, as soon as it started, it's like, man, this doesn't seem familiar at all. Like what the fuck? Like how did I, yeah. I don't know. Um, fright wise, I would say all day I thought about it and I, I'm going to go with three and a lot of that, you know, oh, you're going to get one solid point, one solid fright just cause it's Stephen King related. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, brother. Uh, you get a solid fright for practical effects. Oh, I yeah. do think bathtub scene added and originally he level. was supposed to melt down all the way to bones. It was supposed to be bones with flesh hanging off of yep. it. 
but they thought it would be too scary. Yeah. Which it's like you're making a horror movie. That, that's, that's the, the goddamn point. Right? I, that's too scary. You mean perfect? You thought it'd be too scary. You're making a fucking horror movie. <laughs> you want people to remember this movie it or not? It should be scary. No. It's like there's a bathroom scene in The Shining that people will remember forever. Oh, right? man. So let's take the bathroom scene out of this one. Like, yeah. you know, or yeah, just like, what would that have looked like with practical effects, like bones with skin hanging off? And like, it could have been terrible and comical, <laughs> like kind of like in, in movies when like loose, flappy skin. Like in comedy movies where like someone screams, and then it cuts away, it cuts back, and they're just a skull. Well, just, you know? go, like, just like, go back to Robocop again when he's melting at the end and his fingers or stuff are dangling and melt like that. It's gross. Yeah. Give right. me that. Yeah. So you're saying that it's that a three would, for you, but you think it could have been even more. It could more. have been more with just a couple different decisions. Um, But overall, like Hogan was saying, this one feels much more like the made for TV fair. Mm hmm. If you would have added those effects sequences and some of the things that, that were different, like his daughter, seeing her his daughter die on the soccer yeah. field or whatever was going to yeah. happen there. Just have her melt in broad daylight. Yeah, in front of a bunch of fucking wow. people. Fuck yeah. Incredible. Uh, and then the credits roll, and it's just yeah, like, I guess everybody's awesome. fucking dead. I had no idea that existed. I didn't hear about that. I, yeah. That's amazing. Uh so I, I am stuff also... at the end of this too. Oh, like uh, post credit stuff. Like, it's like um, I'm assuming it's the same as mine, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff about like the effects and stuff. Does it play that quarter scene again? Or... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's actually just an extra thirty that, minutes of that. I'm also right on three frights. I'll five frights. I'm also three frights. Um, I think it's better than a two. Uh, I think it's more rewatchable than playing of King movies. Um, basically, oh, better than basically, Langoliers. Oh yeah, fucking asshole! Have you? <laughs> I, see, I wanna, I'm so genuinely confused how you can think that's a better uh, movie. Than well, this. I mean, I get what's one point for planes, <laughs> uh, two points for Bronson Pinchot. What? <laughs> we do need to watch language because I really want to open this up. I'm very. I just uh, discovered I have a copy of Needful Things. Have you ever watched ooh, that? Nice. Yeah. Is it good? Ed uh, O'Neill. Ed o no, not Ed O'Neill. Ed, Ed, Ed O'Neill earlier. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. I haven't watched that in a long time. What? Uh, give it a watch. Well, okay. So, like, to me, like, I think this the production's more than is better than a TV movie. To me, this feels more like a movie that was edited for TV. To me, oh right, because I think the stuff that's here, the production value seemed very high. I right. think the fast suit looks great. I mean, there's things like you mentioned, like yeah, he, his head doesn't move naturally, and some of that stuff. It's like. I think that's more there if you're really looking for it, but I think the effects themselves look really good. I think the transition to him slimming down, it's creepy. It's uncomfortable. Um, body horror stuff always kind of sits weird with me. Body horror is definitely something I find very uncomfortable in horror films. And this definitely checks that box. Um, I mean, the best thing for me is like the make, like his makeup is great. And I, I like all the performances. I think the cast is cool. Dude. Uh, Richie's amazing. That character is great. I love the relationship. I, he kind of steals the show for me when he comes in. He's yeah. awesome in it. It's fun. Um, it's it's a dark comedy at time. Michael McDowell's script is amazing. Um, it sucks this guy didn't write more movies because I, I love Beale Juice, Night Before Christmas, this. Wrote all those. Fucking bangers, dude. Yeah. Like, I uh, I give a solid three. So two threes and a two. So let's just uh, let's give it a two and a half frets. <laughs> Ah! <laughs>
Um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, don't have any new Patreon pals this episode. Well, I guess we kind of do. Oh. Uh, already you got money? Okay, so we have a new Patreon, Fright Zonian. Uh, they left, and they're back. They left, and they're back. It was actually one of our OG Fright Zonians, uh, and they left for a while, and now they're back. Shut the door on your way back in. We got Stalker Fright Zonian, Switchy Witch Marie! <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, Uh, oh, and that's something, too. Like, hey, uh, just calling this out, too. I mean, yes, we appreciate anyone's support. We do have a Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash the Fright Zone. There's also a link on the Fright Zone.com. But uh, there's different tiers. And, you know, you don't have to go in for the big high dollar one. Or if you uh, ever are doing the high dollar thing and and you're like, I can't swing paying this every month. If you want to drop to a lower tier, do it. Uh, you know, and, uh, there's even a dollar tier. If you just want to just kind of support what we're doing and just have access to our discord, it's a buck a month. Uh, if you want some cool stuff and see the extra content, five bucks a month, uh, you go up and you start getting more and more physical goods and stuff. Um, but you know, we appreciate everyone listening beyond doing Patreon stuff. If you want to support us, uh, tell your friends, like, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Uh, you can leave a review on Apple. That stuff does help us out. Um, if you're on social media, we're on Instagram at Fright Zone Podcast. Um, you got questions? You want anything uh, you want to say to us? On our website, you can email us. Send us questions. Yeah, let's talk about the Langoliers. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I would love to answer questions from listeners. Or if you want to even talk shit or disagree with something we said on episode or correct us or something, send us an email. We would love to talk about it. Yeah, Greg and I went out for dinner tonight, and uh, we... We had I, pancakes. Well, we had pancakes, but like... Uh, he, we have some reviews, and I was like, "Oh, do we have any negative reviews yet?" And he's like, "No." Like, Damn it! Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like those. <laughs> I mean, when we're asking a, a rate and review, please don't just leave us a negative. Oh review. yeah, don't do that. <laughs> oh, time out. Uh, Patreon what, shit. That's what Hogan wants. So here's uh some of our newer uh Patreon little extra merch shit. Oh, Here. cool. Shit. Nice. A little merch. But yeah, so those are some new uh, coasters we got. Oh, nice. Uh, some new stickers. And uh, there, I gave you each like a handful of our magnets, which are yeah, really best. Throw one up at work. I've not back. shipped any of those magnets out to any of our patrons yet, uh, Zonian pals, but they are cool. Right? Oh. That's a stack know. of them. I think you each should have oh, four yeah. or five of them. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's cool That's stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. We got coasters, so for your milk drinking, you put that on. Yo, uh, did you guys catch milk drinking in this? Surely our boy Billy was drinking milk in one of his many gluttonous acts in the film. Uh, did I didn't notice. Have I milk? didn't notice any window peeping either. No window peeping. No, I think there was some window peeping out. They were peeping out the windows at the safe house. See what was going on outside. Oh no, no, no! There was also window peeping in the beginning when dude, he was, he was like, window peeping that, that give that girl lady. a quarter and she'll yeah, dude. pop it out of He's her bottle. They were opening and closing with peeping. Yeah, dude. Um. <laughs> I don't know if he drank milk. He definitely ate lots of cream. There had to have been some extra whipped cream. <laughs> it's basically milk. Yeah. I, I don't think we really sold home enough in this movie that as he's losing weight, he is really eating an absurd amount. Because that's yeah. the thing. He's like eating nonstop. Constantly. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that stuff's cool though, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm stoked. The magnets are rad. Just don't put the magnets by your VHS tapes. It will fuck them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought those would be fun to have and do something with. I don't know. Throw them on your fridge or whatever. Uh, the fridge zone. So how how did you see it for the first time? Oh yeah, 
thinner. Uh, I remember this came out in the 90s. I remember yeah. seeing it. I want to say I saw this at stage four in Cedar Rapids, but I don't know if that was even open at the time this came out still anymore. I think it was. But that's where I feel like I saw it was stage four cinema in beautiful okay. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. If you're a Cedar Rapidian, that, uh, stage four was a theater that was ordered by Chapman's Fun World and Rockenbach Records uh, by the Kmart on the west side. But, uh, uh, I saw this. I was, the, I was the midnight janitor at the Valley 3. Oh. And that's how I saw this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Where are the bodies, Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> the midnight janitor just there sounds like you are there. a sinister happening. Also, if you must know, I had sex in that theater <laughs> in Hell, Valley West yeah. Mall. <laughs> Do you want to tell us more about that? Not Is that really. what it was called? It was called oh, the Valley okay. Three. <laughs> yeah, the Valley. Wait, yeah. so you had? Are you saying you had a threesome at Valley West Mall? No, I had in the mall. You had sex with everyone in the mall. Everyone. Yeah. How, what? And that's when people day. still went to. What Valley was great? West mall. What was great about working at Valley West Mall now, especially at that time, was like, um, like after the mall would close. I mean, inside it's like so big. So like the janitors would just walk around like burning heaters all night. You know, and just like smoking cigs. <laughs> yeah. But like nobody gives a shit because by the morning it like it's dissipated. I remember you know? smoking cigarettes in the back hallways at uh behind the bagel shop in Valley West Mall. Oh yeah. There was this kid that worked there that we knew and his parents would freak out if they smelled smoke on him, so he'd put on two big ass oven mitts and pinch the cigarette between the thumb and the hand so it looked like a fucking gingerbread man smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely keep the smell off your entire rest of your body. Yeah, yeah, that's, but your hands are science. good. It's only your hands that would smell yeah. when you smoke. It's how cigarette smokes were, yeah. There wasn't a lot of science behind it. Uh, since we do still have time, I'm throwing there because we're talking about RoboCop. Yeah, I got to yeah. talk about this RoboCop video game because I, I know you guys don't really play video games, but I got to talk about this because uh, so I had we were supposed to record last week, right? And I yeah. had the COVID. Uh, so while I had COVID, I basically spent time uh, sleeping and playing the new RoboCop video game. If you were a fan of RoboCop one and two, and this you, is on PS five, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And if you're like me, who feels like that property has been really mismanaged, which I do think it has been. Part one's amazing. Part two's good. Part three's awful. TV shows sucked. Both animated series sucked. Toys it's, were cool. The Kenner toys were pretty cool. I mean, in general, though, it's just like a really mismanaged property. Yeah. For as big as it is. It's like they really dropped the ball on times. This game, uh, it takes place between part two and three. Peter Weller actually came back to be RoboCop for the game. Did all the voice work? Yeah. And That's Nancy cool. Allen's in it as Lewis. Premise is good. It nails the tone of the RoboCop series more than anything that's come since the first and second film. It's genuinely funny. It has the satire. has the dark. Uh, so it's kind of like that Ghostbusters game that came out. It's like it's a continuation yeah. of the story. It's, it's interesting. It's actually it's- part of it. Cool. Um, the premise is essentially, uh, so there's a new guy who's come in town to scoop up the nuke game and run the drugs in the city now that Kane's dead and stuff from part two. And the start of the game, it starts with one of those news breaks. and uh, But then like these criminals are taking over the news station. So the start of the game is you and Lewis go to the, the, the news station and you're in there fucking up all these guys. And then Robocop suddenly glitches out. And like he he's seen his wife instead of this person that's being held hostage, and he just shuts down. And like basically, this person's about to get blown away, and Lewis like takes the shot and saves this lady. It's like, what the fuck happened, Murphy? So the whole city basically starts losing uh, trust in RoboCop because of because of this. The city's starting to not trust RoboCop because he's glitching, and it happened on live TV. So you have to like regain the trust of the uh, of the public. Yeah. 
serve the public trust. You have to regain the public trust uh, while also trying to like figure out who the new guy is running nuke in the city and bring him to justice. So that's that's the premise, which is a good premise. Yeah. And part of trying to fix his glitches is they're like, maybe we need to start approaching the human side of him, not just like he's a machine. So he like starts having like a therapist too. So you're exploring part of like what he thinks about being RoboCop. Yeah. It is a great premise. Like that'd be a fantastic movie. But the game's cool because it's not just a shooter. There's tons of dialogue. And every conversation that happens in the game, you you have three options to choose what you say back to someone. And that and affects that, the game. It changes where things go. Right. And to so choose your own adventure. Yeah. Of sorts. And, yeah. But then when you get in the shootouts, it becomes just a over the top Paul Verhoeven, Rob Bottin gore fest, um, which is a very satisfying thing to play. Uh, and there's but it's like it's a Robocop like simulator. Like it's like you were doing all the cop work when you're trying to. So it's like. Like, I walked by a car that was parked on the curb. I fucking put a parking ticket on it. Yeah. And it's like, learn to park, citizen. Like, you do cop work as RoboCop. It's awesome. I think I messaged you guys how there's a point in the game where there's, like, there's a junkie. And, like, to help him get off the streets, you as RoboCop take him to a rental store to help him rent a movie so he'll go home and watch the movie instead of be on the street doing drugs. <laughs> So you like you like go, but I mean that's, that's funny. Cool. That feels like kind of the tone of the humor in the original movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's it's so good, and like it made having COVID pretty fun. <laughs> I was like, I'd be like sweating profusely and playing RoboCop, and I didn't really quite feel human anymore because I was all COVID brain fogged up, and right. I was playing RoboCop. It was awesome. Love it. So I'm just saying, if there's any fright zoning nerds out there who like video games like RoboCop, strong recommend. It is awesome. Nice. Murphy. Makes me want to get a PlayStation 5. But that'll never happen. Dude, come over here and hang on play. I will yeah. say, though, it took 20, 22 hours to beat, so you'd have to come over quite a few times to play. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be fun to walk around as RoboCop a couple times. Dude, yeah, and I mean, all the sound design, too. Like, I'd say the worst part of the game is that you're slow as fuck because you're RoboCop. Yeah. So going everywhere is like... Right. <laughs> like, you move slower than any other action game you've ever played. Yeah. Oh, Timing-wise... Watching this and like, oh, he's the he's the lesser RoboCop, and then I play that yeah. I was like, wow, there's a lot of RoboCop shit just coming in my life right now, you know. But uh, that's all I have. Yeah. Uh, physical media for thinner, not a lot to talk about. There's a Republic VHS release. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not really been a great home video release of it in modern times. Although Scream Factory did just announce there's one coming in 2024, so uh, hopefully that will have this insane alternate ending. Your yeah, Is that'd that be cool. Blu-ray? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> if they were using it for test screenings, then it has to exist. Then it has. There's more than one copy. Like yeah. they're sending it around and stuff. Like you'd think that they'd save that somewhere. But who knows? Man, I'm gonna give fucking Langoliers five stars just to fuck up your world. It's <laughs> gonna mess up the whole thing. When we give if it a do, one, if you do, it'll be even crazier that you didn't give Pieces or Christmas Evil five frights. The, so, so I think we've only had two five fright films, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We gave Reanimator Five Frights and Trick or Treat. Is that it? I think those are the only two Five Fright films we've had. But Nate and I both gave Pieces and Christmas Evil Five, and you were the fact that made it not get a five. Mm-hmm. So if you come in here and give Langoliers a five, there's no <laughs> fucking way Langoliers is a better film than Christmas Evil. Here's the or thing. Pieces. I don't know. I, man, I don't know. And maybe it's just because I'm an asshole, but I don't know what I would give five stars to. 
you gave Reanimator and Trick or Treat five. Oh, did I? Yeah, those were five frights. Uh, so I guess yeah. as we wind down, wraps up. Anything going on? Beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop here in Beaverdale, Des Moines, Iowa. Hogan. No. Really? Nothing. Well, if you live in the Des Moines area or if you're going to come visit and want to get a haircut, check out Franklin Plaza Barbershop. It's Hogan just, owns I, it. Hogan you know, cuts hair there. I'm going to, it's, it's just Franklin Barbershop. I'm just doing it now. I know a guy that I work with Kate, went into your barbershop recently and he accidentally booked you when he normally uses somebody else. Oh. And uh, he said he said he really liked the haircut you gave him. And he said the, the dude that he didn't book it with accidentally, I can't remember the name of the other person. So, like they, He sat and watched while he cut your hair. Is so it really like, not Franklin Plaza Barbershop? No. Have I always said Franklin Plaza Barbershop? Yeah. And it's not called that? No. It's just Franklin Barbershop, right? Really? Right. Are you saying, so this is episode 33 of the podcast. You're saying for 33 episodes, I've said the name of your barbershop incorrectly, and it's just been incorrect on every episode for 33 episodes? So we used to have this neighbor at the barbershop, and he called me Kevin. Yeah? For about seven years uh-huh. before one day I had like a, an appointment canceled or something, and I had nothing to do. Yeah, so I yeah. walked next door, and I was like, hey, Gary, I just want you to know that my name's not Kevin. <laughs> we need to and his flush mind, this out. You could see it; it just like fucking exploded. Like, yeah. what? But I'm just asking: Have I actually had Franklin Plaza for 33 episodes, or did I somewhere <laughs> along the way just have a brain fart and start saying it? No, nope, you just said it the whole time. Why would we I let just that run now was like, You know what? I think I'll say it now. <laughs> well, he's got it now. It's seven years later. Yeah. So. Fuck, dude. Okay. My well, name's not Kevin, okay, and just, I don't work at the hold Franklin on, let me Plaza do Barbershop. Hey, Hogan. Anything going on? Before Franklin Barbershop and Beautiful Moon Island. It. Nope, nothing, oh, okay. just cutting hair. Well, fuck, I'm sorry, you should have said that forever. I don't know how I didn't know that. No, it's fine. Was it called Franklin Plaza at one point? Like eight years ago. It was okay, because so, it was in okay, the Okay, so Franklin I'm not being a complete Plaza. fucking idiot. No, no, no one said well, you were. Okay. You're taking it personally. It's no, because well, <laughs> no, my mind was melt like, like what? I, I was very sure of his name. It's because the name changed at some point. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah we okay. changed it eight years ago. What? Why didn't... Eight years when, ago? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? You know why I don't know? Because I'm Year out after of Franklin Freddy was stickers, fun. so I haven't been sent any of their Patreon. I haven't seen it on paper. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. I need to get more stickers of that and more Media Crypt stickers to send out to people. I'm out of Media Crypt stickers. I need to place an order. I need to sell some shirts. But next week, we'll be doing a Black Friday sale if this comes out before uh, that weekend. But uh, yeah, it'd be like probably 30% off of everything. Ooh, it, sounds like, uh, it sounds like Nate's telling us what's going on in the Media Crypt. Mm-hmm. Check out mediacrypt.bigcartel.com. This is where he's like, uh, it's actually called uh, the mediacrypt.bigcartel.org. No, it's you, you fucking it. asshole. <laughs> you rube. Uh, the, the design that we're doing, I don't know why I say we, like there's more than one person involved in media. Crypt. No, no, don't ruin the illusion. Like, oh, I, I think mean, it's like a fucking our team compound. is yeah, really yeah. firing up some really sick shit. Hell yeah, dude. But we're, I'm going to do a PCU shirt. It'll be shit. a. Oh! A long sleeve, fuck yeah, a t-shirt, a hat. Might try to do something like an embroidered fanny pack if I can figure it out, but I don't know if I can get that. Can you do a balls done. and shaft fanny pack? Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. See, this but, is part of the crack team of Media Crypt, dude. I fucking love PCU. Balls I, and me too. Same, man. Yeah. So one, another thing I'm trying to work out is I want to do shorts that have the dog catching the frisbee and it just says snag the bee. Snag the bee. Oh <laughs> my but like, god! Doesn't say PCU on mm-hmm. it anywhere. 
like you should just if you know gonna say blow me where the pampers is anywhere oh yeah do it on the butt like dude there's so that movie yeah that movie's it's a perfect movie that's a five star yeah i that's don't take any of these ideas they're ours yeah. <laughs> whatever it's nate and his crack team of media crypt specialists i've been wanting to do one of that movie for a long time and i've been like someone's gonna fucking do it i gotta get ahead of this before someone else does it Meat tosser! like that happened to me with commando like i just gotten a design ready and then all of a sudden like three places did a commando like official design i'm like i can't do it at the same time mm-hmm. i'm rather that you bought like lobby cards or something yeah i'll oh. still do it it's just i'm putting some space in between yeah Duh, why? Listen here. Yeah. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know you didn't know I was here in Greg's studio here at the Fright Zone. I just want to say, I love Commando. You do it as great. Therefore, you have my blessing. Thanks, Arnold. I'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to making your visage appear yeah. on to Are you going to do that on a long sleeve? The PCU one? Yeah. Yeah. I can't decide what, like, if I'm going to put a line of dialogue on a sleeve, what mm-hmm. that one line would be. There's not one line. The The one thing I thought is that it's a shirt, so it would just say, don't be that guy. Right. <laughs> but yeah, how do you do that so it's not just block letters that say that? Right. Because yeah. it's like, I want it to be cool. I mean, I it's probably know. the arguably most memorable, or not memorable, but most quotable line from that is, blow me where the Pampers is. Yeah, for sure. Just have it say, we're not going to protest. Oh, oh, dude, we're not going to protest. That's yeah. good. Yes. Cool. I'm glad at least the initial excitement of somebody else thinking that that's yeah, a dude, worthwhile that thing to great. have. And I'm that movie's great. And I'm I I'm so that's surprised. One of the best, best comedies in the '90s. Absolutely. No yeah. Top five. And I'm, comedies wh- which in the is 90s. why I'm surprised so many like so few people have seen it. Like I bring it up, and people are just like, "What, yeah. what are you well, talking?" That, about? Yeah. I guess that's classic. what I'm gonna say about if the you know if you put the blow me line on there is like at the end of the day. You aren't making a Dumb and Dumber t-shirt. This is a, a comedy that has a very niche audience, and it's like, you're selling this directly to them. So right. if someone if someone loves PC up where they're going to buy it, they're going to be like, oh, I bet if it didn't say blow me. Before we wrap this up, I need to, because uh, I know Nate's got to get home to Emily, and this is about Emily. A first happened today. Okay. Okay. So I know you say Emily doesn't listen to the podcast, right? I don't think so. As far as we know, Emily doesn't listen. She's Emily, never said anything. If you're about listening, it. <laughs> send hey Emily, if you're listening, please send an email to us. Go to thefrightzone.com, fill out the form, email us, and tell us what you think of the podcast, and so they can find out finally. Um, so today on our Instagram, Hoganomics posted a uh, photo of uh, his favorite spank bank scream queen. <laughs> I don't. Um, to be fair, I don't think I said spank bank. I just said I'm putting that in there because I know why you picked this picture and why you like her. <laughs> oh, he's, Get fucking yeah. real. He posted a picture of Adrian Barbeau with her um, chest very much out in the open. It's I would say it's probably the primary focus of the photo, and it said and it said <laughs> and and it said, have you, "Did you see this? Yeah, yeah." Hogan still loves Adrian Barbeau. Who's your horror celebrity crush? First time your wife has ever interacted with our account. She sent a message, all to caps, us. all caps, same. Five fire emojis. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So your wife. We watch The Fog all the time. She loves so, that. Movie. So her, she loves Adrian Barbeau. It's her horror celebrity crush. Same five fire emojis. Wow. I, I five, thought five, you five. should know. I no, was, it's good. I was like, I'm not, I was, about, I took a screenshot. I was about to send her a thread. I was like, no, 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 no. 
I got to just bring this up on the episode. What were yeah. your thoughts on this, Nate? I did not know she followed the account. Um, she definitely doesn't <laughs> listen. She doesn't want to hear me talk about stuff. She hears me talk about stuff all the time. I talk all the time. <laughs> but um, Would you... she also doesn't listen to podcasts at all. She doesn't like As any. far as we know. No, I've, I've, uh, I've tried to play all sorts of stuff, and she just like does not like podcast the format of podcasting she doesn't find any she'd rather read listen to an audiobook right well my wife is the same i'll get a bunch of transcripts or episodes and you can just give it to her in a binder well when i leave this earth before she does she'll probably go back and listen to these as a way to connect with me after yeah that's fun (laughs) anybody else respond Uh, oh let me check i mean you're you're both signed into this account you posted this photo i know i just didn't know if anybody else did i haven't looked at it um uh yeah, let's just go for this. Since we don't have an email, we'll just start calling out people that send us stuff on Instagram. Uh Instagram handle uh Realmkeeper says, Well he ain't wrong. L O L Uh let's see. Uh Bigfoot Film Appreciation says Serena Vincent and Danielle Harris. Sweaty emoji face. That's their horror crushes. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not when Daniel Harris was a child. Or, I mean, I guess if you were a child then, too, I guess it's cool. I don't fucking know how Daniel that Daniel Harris is just, like, half nude all the time now. She's yeah. like, I'm growing up, and all these people are growing up, and they want to see boobs. Yeah. I'm going for it. Yep. That's not what she sounds like. 100 bucks think. a picture. No. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, uh, just now getting messages from my wife, the nugget wench herself. Uh, she said, you know mine. Oh, and then she posted her own story where she just tagged us, like, literally, literally right now. Robert Ford. Yeah. Right now. Right now, she just did it. No, John Saxon. Oh, John Saxon. Yeah. Sorry. It's easy yeah, for me to right. I knew get that. those confused. My wife really has it out for John Saxon. Like, like big. Anytime she's on her, she's like, oh, God. And is like, it, I'll, I'll see her on her side of the couch kind of like, like shifting her seat a little yeah. bit. Like, huh? Is it just like his toupee? Is he wearing toupee? I don't think he is. I think he's just like, it's like just up there. Just oh, like, he definitely has a toupee. You think so? Yeah. Because they, they talk about it in. Uh, nightmare like he showed what? up and he's like i have one that's a little fuller or i have one that's a little more thin <laughs> wow dude that's a great looking rug if that's true damn all right that so that's what we're writing this episode i accident i almost accidentally copied it and sent it to my band to look at copied I, what the, that picture because <laughs> not all of them are on instagram yeah yeah and uh I almost accidentally sent it to Emily, and I was like, "Oh man, glad I didn't almost do that." So what it did, would have been like, "Why are you sending people pictures?" What did you? Of what did you Barbeau? say to your bandmates? Just sent it with no comment. Oh yeah, there's you don't need to say. Yeah. Anything. So, anyways, there we go. Hey, wait, hold on. We have to do our send off. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay Thanks. spooky. Later. Have a great time. Just give them to stay heavy, baby. Stay heavy, oh. baby. <laughs> I should mention that we chose this movie about a big dude getting thin because it's Thanksgiving time and everything's a bunch of fun.